Hello, funky listeners. Hi. From the land of make-believe. Hello. From the land of fire. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the West Coast is on fire as of this recording. Everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. That is very true. <laughs> oh boy. It's been a interesting week, listeners. Yeah. For you, probably more than me. I just got a little smoky. You got, like, orange apocalypse skies. Yeah, it's hopefully moving in the right direction, though, at this point. Hello, listeners. Um, so, we're going into this topic... Um, I only have a vague idea of what this is going to be. Kyle has basically no idea. Um, so, <laughs> the great classic song. <laughs> That's every episode. Yeah, we don't know what we're doing. So where um, am I? I? I have a little bit of a lead in here. So um, I was looking for potential episode topics, um, and I know we've talked about cereal once before. Like this was a few years ago when we did like those records that were like cardboard on the back of cereal boxes in I think the seventies, maybe. Yeah, flexi discs. I don't think they were even flexi discs. I think it was literally just like you cut it out from the box. Oh, I see. So they're not yeah. even like the, that thin plastic. They're just cardboard. Yeah, and they, you could only play them like a couple of times and they would destroy themselves. That was a fun topic. Anyway, so I was, I don't, I think for some reason I was like, I wonder if any, because you know how they often have like limited edition serials and stuff. Yeah, um, I was curious if there were any like musicians or bands who had their own serials. From what I could tell, the answer to that is no. <laughs> but yeah. in in that search, I found something from 1986. Uh, Life Serial had this like trivia sweepstakes sort of thing, where every box had one of three different flexi disc little records. Basically, you would you would you know take the record out you'd play it and it would have clues to i i guess it would play clips of four different songs and then the the quiz or the trivia was can you identify what those four songs are and then i think you fill in like a, a like a a write-in slip uh that was on the box and then you mail that in for a chance to win oh so it's like box tops or whatever you used to mail in as a kid or whatever kind of yeah but it's also like a quiz sweepstakes sort of thing um, huh. I actually don't know what the prize was. <laughs> a lifetime supply of life. Cereal. <laughs> that would actually be really clever. I'm curious if I can find a, a picture of the box really quick. Oh, here we go. I found one. It says over 75,000 winners. So actually a good chance that you could win. Uh, from what I can read, it says uh, grand prize pioneer foresight. 77 it looks like a entertainment system of some kind i know the 80s was big into like what do you call it like like hi-fi systems and all that yeah stuff. exactly completely integrated audio video home entertainment system includes an innovative compact disc slash laser vision video disc player holy shit <laughs> oh Ooh, boy laser disc with all the convenience of a full function remote control Pioneer Foresight System. It's a little hard to read, but that's basically the gist of it. Um, so that's a pretty sweet. Yeah, I uh, kind of want to win that. I think we should we should we, we should, should buy send the it box in. and send it in like <laughs> thirty years later. I love eighties diversity because eighties diversity means just like let's throw one black person in with like a sea of white people. Oh, you're talking about this picture on the back of the box? Yeah, yeah. it's like a picture of like very eighties looking happy people. 
and it's like and the one six black white girl on the side yeah. and one black girl. Yeah. So, listeners, um, the the reason we're talking about this is that I was curious when I saw this, and I was like, "Hey, I wonder if you can find these discs on eBay." Turns out we were able to find the set of all three records still in the package for like seven dollars or whatever it was, five dollars. So we were like, "Well, we're doing yeah. this." Or to to be accurate, I was like, "We're doing this," and Kyle's like, "Okay." <laughs> but he's not lying. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at the box here, and I'm curious about the nutritional facts of life. Hat, get it, facts of life. Um, this is Cinnamon Life as well. I didn't even know they had Cinnamon Life. They need to bring that back if they didn't. Hmm. Apparently, a serving size is two-thirds of a cup, and it, a, the cereal is 120 calories. That sounds about right, though. I think Life is one of the healthier cereals. Huh. Life's pretty good. I don't really it's okay. it's go like, out of my way to buy it, but it's good when it's around. It's like it's trying really hard to be checks, but it's not. It, it's life, you know? It's, it's not that great, but it's okay. You know? Life is like a bowl of life. You never know when you want checks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, Peter's like, you're buying these. I'm like, okay, sir. <laughs> and that was my voice, bas- too. Basically, because I have a functioning record player and Peter does not. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I've mentioned it on the show before. I collect records. It's one of my money-wasting hobbies. Um, And so I'm going to subject my record player to 1980s cardboard. Uh, (laughs) So so are they... So uh, this is something I couldn't really tell from the pictures. So are they plastic or are they... they They're like laminated cardboard. It's cardboard, but it's kind of glossy. Interesting. So I wonder if that's actually similar to what the... um, other cardboard or like the serial records were. Oh, well, I know some of them, they literally had, would have the record on the back of the box and you'd have to cut it out. Yeah. But these, uh, these came in a plastic wrapper that I assume was inside the box to keep them minty fresh. <laughs> but yeah, I guess, are we going to play all three in sequence? Or are we going to do one at a time and try to guess? I would say, I would say let's play one and then we'll see how that goes. And then. Okay. Become one of over 75,000 winners. In the summer of 1970, Elton John burst onto the American scene. Flamboyant and outrageous, Elton attracted fans of all ages with his bigger-than-life concerts. Hit after hit followed. Rocket Man, Benny and the Jets, and this all-time favorite song. Can you name it? When a friend called up Katrina Liskanish to congratulate her for her band's success in the United States, she didn't know what to say. The band's first single had not even been released yet in America, but this song's enormous popularity in Canada had filtered down onto the American airwaves. Can you name the tune that put Katrina and the Waves in the top ten? the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin was the daughter of a Detroit preacher. She went on to become one of the most influential and popular performers in the world. For her breakthrough 60s hits such as Respect, Chain of Fools, and Natural Woman, to her 1986 recording with Eurythmics of Sisters Are Doing It For Themselves, Aretha still rules over pop and soul. The title song from her most recent Smash album also became a top 10 hit. Name it. The 
Spencer Davis Group arrived in America in 1967 and is probably best remembered for introducing a teenage whiz kid named Steve Winwood. Steve went on to form Traffic and the first British supergroup Blind Faith along with Eric Clapton. Last year, Winwood hit number one with the gorgeous song Higher Love, but his first big hit is still considered an all-time rock classic. Can you name it? <laughs> on the side panel of the box and you may be on your way to winning a prize in Life Serial's Rock Music Mystery. You may enter as often as you wish. However, each entry must be mailed separately. See official rules for details. Competition board. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. <laughs> That's really funny. How was the uh, quality on that, by the way, on your end? As it sounded okay on my end, but it it's hard for me to tell like the nuances of it. It honestly didn't sound as bad. I mean, I'm listening to it through headphones as well, but it didn't sound as bad as I thought. Huh. So that's good. The first one, the Elton John song, that was, um, is it cheating if I go on Spotify? Because I totally don't remember the, the name is on like the tip of my tongue. Well, so the um, on the side panel of the box of the picture I sent you has a list of options to pick from. So that will help us, I think, narrow it down. I'm actually looking at it right now. Um, I don't know. Shit. <laughs> I don't know it either. Um, well, maybe we can come back to that one. So the, what was the second one? Oh, it was uh, some... Some 80s pop group. Da, 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 da. What, what, uh, Walking on Sunshine, I think that was yeah. the second one. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. And then the Aretha Franklin one, I believe, was Who's Zooming Who? Yeah, that sounded familiar. I It was one of her later stuff, because I'm not yeah. as familiar with like her 80s stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's definitely who's zooming who. And the fourth one, it said, um, I, I I don't remember. It said something about Steve Steve Winwood. Yeah, that it was uh, his song, but I don't know any of his songs. Uh, I guess I can search him. I don't know. Now, of course, in 1986, they did not have Wikipedia, so people couldn't just look it up. But they could probably look it up <laughs> in like an almanac or some shit. That's a good point, yeah. And th- this is before the internet, so people couldn't just cheat. And, and uh, have Shazam going on their phone while they play the record. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. This kind of contest wouldn't fly. Yeah, Well, two out of four, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, I guess listeners can, I don't know, comment on Facebook and tell us what, what the answers are, because we don't know. Yeah, apparently. Um, do we want to play the second one now? We might as well, yeah. I mean, we got all three, and they're pretty short, so we might as well just play them all. These have, like, a little punch hole in the middle where the spool or whatever spindle of the record goes, but yeah. I can tell it's not 100% centered. Oh, uh, so weird. that's fun. Huh. The record wasn't cut right, so when it's rotating, one side is cut more than the other, so when I try to put the needle down, like, when it rotates around, part of it is, like, over felt, which is my mat, and part of it is over the record. Oh. So is it unplayable, or does it? do you just need to, like, punch a new hole in it or something? No, I might just need to uh, cut in a little bit into the beginning of what they're saying. Oh, uh, okay. That's fine. Hard 
rock singer-guitarist Joe Walsh has more than one claim to musical fame. In the mid-1970s, he joined the Eagles to perform on one of the all-time best-selling albums, Hotel California. He ran for president in 1979, promising free gas for everyone. Wait, what? Before that, he achieved rock and roll stardom with a big hit single from his second solo album. Can you name it? Beverly Hills Cop broke all box office records and was supported by a solid gold soundtrack featuring songs by such artists as the Porter Sisters and original eagle Glenn Frey. Frey turned into a sizzling performance on this song. It was featured during the movie's opening scene and inspired a supercharged music video. Can you name it? folk rocker Al Stewart entered the American spotlight in the mid-70s with a sound influenced by Bob Dylan. His first major worldwide hit was the title track taken from his great 1976 album. This song was a fantasy about a young traveler in a North African village and his chance meeting with a mysterious lady. What is the title of this song? In the late 1960s, flower power and hippies were everywhere, and Woodstock was just around the corner. But there was also a tougher, more rebellious rock and roll sound at that time. One of its leaders was the group Steppenwolf. They performed a song which is considered to be the first ever heavy metal record, and which was featured in the classic movie Easy Rider. Can you name the song? Now, fill in your answers on the side panel of the box, and you may be on your way to winning a prize in Life Serial's Rock Music Mystery. You may enter as often as you wish. However, each entry must be mailed separately. See official rules for details. Competition board more prohibited. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> so how do you do that? Are you just turning it off and it's slowing down? Yeah, when you turn it off, it slows down the um, ladder so it doesn't just come to a stop and freak out. So the only one I have any idea was was the, was the last one was Born to Be Wild. Yeah. Um, uh, the other three I have no idea. I'm pretty sure that the um, Joe Walsh one is yeah. Freeway. Is that the first of, one? Yeah, it's Freeway of Love, but I'm gonna have to check that. Okay, so apparently that one was Rocky Mountain Way. <laughs> okay. Not even close. I'm not gonna mark. I'm not gonna flag it because we had to cheat. So um, um, the the third one, I swear this is testing my memory skills because I don't even remember what they were talking about. So the third one, they said he said it was like a fantasy about something or other. But then there's one called a rock and roll fantasy. Is that it? Maybe. Or is that like a a red herring? Could be a red herring. Which. Well, a rock and roll fantasy is by the Kinks, and it wasn't uh, them then. So I guess that's not it. So we got Born to Be Wild. That one we both knew. The first one was the Joe Walsh one. Yeah. Or was that the second one? The Joe Walsh was the first one. Uh, the second one I thought was like, wasn't that wasn't one of them an R and B group or am I just dumb? I don't even remember what they what they were talking about with the second one. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm trying to remember. Uh, I, I guess I could play it again. No, don't bother. <laughs> the listeners can tell us. 
if I play it again, it might explode. <laughs> it might disintegrate in your hands yeah. if you play, try to play it a second time. Exactly. Oh, uh, by the way, so would these be considered flexi discs then? If they're just like... I mean, they're flexible. I, I, I suppose it fits within the definition. Because I know we've... We've mentioned flexi discs before, but not in a full like episode context. But you said the these, I guess technically would be your first ones, right? This is true. Um, I'm reading the back of the disc. There's a bunch of info on here. It says that all requests must be received by August fifteenth, nineteen eighty seven. So we're only about thirty three years too late. <laughs> <laughs> well, they gave people a long time actually, because this started in nineteen eighty six. That's like a year. That sounds about right. Like Yeah. Collect all three records. Enter as often as you like. Grand Pro is one Pioneer Compact Laser Disc System. Approximate retail value $5,500. Plus a library of 100 compact laser discs. Oh my god. That in itself is worth a lot too. Right? Well, laser discs aren't worth shit now, but... Well, I mean, at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here... You're you're actually at your computer. Do the uh, inflation calculator of fifty five hundred dollars from nineteen eighty six. In today's dollars, would be holy shit. That would be thirteen thousand dollars. Holy crap! Damn. Uh, music equipment was expensive back then. What the? How was it possibly that much money? And that's just for the system. That's not even all the the laser discs. My dad used to work at like an electronics store in the 80s and he said that like it wasn't uncommon for people to drop four figures for like music equipment back then because it was new so yeah. people were willing to pay like outrageous prices. God damn. That's so much money. Uh okay. Well that's fun. Should we so I guess we pretty much failed at the last so we only got one of four Yeah, we kind of failed. I guess disc 3 hopefully that'll serve us better. Oh god. The the third disc, like the plastic is a little bit dingy and it has like a sweet smell to it. It smells like cinnamon. That's the delicious cinnamon flavor of cinnamon life. I'm pretty sure we both need to go buy cinnamon life after this. If it exists. I don't know. <laughs> I think it does. With the right answer from the side panel of the cereal box, you could become one of over 75,000 winners. I the hate that stupid jet sound. I know. On a Caribbean island during the mid-1960s, moving to Los Angeles, they soon won a recording contract. Within months, they were dominating the radio airwaves with their stunning melodies and soaring harmonies. Perhaps their best-known song is this one, which truly captured the spirit of the day. What song is it? Oh, Jesus. Thompson twins emerged from the English techno pop scene of the late 70s. Taking their name from a pair of bumbling detectives featured in a well-known cartoon series, they started off as a seven-piece band, became a three-piece, and are now down to two members. The name finally fits. But while still a trio, they released this song that took them into the top ten for the very first time. What is it? Leonard Skeard hailed from Jacksonville, Florida, and were one of the top bands of the Southern rock phenomenon that swept America in the mid-1970s. At their peak, they recorded a majestic song as a tribute to Dwayne Allman of the Allman Brothers Band, and it remains one of the most requested songs in the history of rock radio. Name it. Oh, 
rode the crest of the initial wave of British Invasion Group. Their first monster hits were All Day and All of the Night, and You Really Got Me. The heavy rock soon gave way to social commentary, humor, and irony in songs like Well Respected Man, Lola, and this 1978 mystery song. Name this song. He on the side panel of the box, and you may be on your way to winning a prize at Life Serial's Rock Music Mystery. In the end, <laughs> I think every record needs to end like that. Right. Okay, so this one was actually the easiest of the three. So the first one was California Dreamin'. Yep. Uh, the um, second one was Freebird. The third one was the one that you mentioned before that you said was by the Kinks. I thought that was the last one. Mm, yes. Yeah, so the last one was, yeah, Rock and Roll Fantasy by the Kinks. And the third one was, um, oh, the third one was that like that weird 80s band who I couldn't recognize. It was like the Thompsons or Thompson Brothers. Yeah. I'm going to guess it's a song called Hold Me Now because that's the number one song of theirs on Spotify. And they definitely seemed like a one-hit wonder. Are, are we counting that as a, a correct I, guess? or? I mean, I didn't know it, so no, but... okay. <laughs> <laughs> At least we have the answer. We So the first record, I think we got two. The second, we only got one. And then the third one, we got three. Yeah. So the third one, we did pretty good. One, two, three, four, five. So we got six out of 12. Oh, God. Total. We're bad. <laughs> uh, well, as as we said, remember when we did those uh, that series of quiz episodes, we kind of admitted that we don't know shit about rock and roll history. True. Um. So... I guess it's not too surprising that. So I thought I didn't know it was actually going to be rock and roll music. I thought it would be like a more of a wide mix of music. Um, yeah, I mean they they had like one Aretha Franklin song, but that was about it. Well, we're pretty terrible, and the only reason we even were able to confirm some of those is because we have the internet. I guess the interesting thing to me is that like obviously the 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 build quality of these records, they were clearly not meant to be played multiple times. No. So w- with how quick it goes through everything, you almost have to listen to it a couple of times. Yeah, definitely. So it's almost like you either get it or you don't, and then you have to go buy another box and hope you get the same record again. That's kind of a good point. Yeah, I wonder if you would like collect multiple records or something, or maybe one was like more rare than the others. I don't know. Yeah, burn through a couple copies of... Or I guess you could use your micro cassette recorder um at the time to record it while you're playing it so that you can go back and listen to it that way that's true so that was pretty interesting i was hoping that we would do better than that but um, yeah i was kind of afraid of that though because since it was um uh played in the 80s i was probably going to center around some 80s music that i wasn't going to know like i don't know who the thompson twins are yeah, there was a couple of names in there that I that have never heard of. Um, listeners will probably be like, WTF Funk Radio. This is clearly the answer. Yes. Yeah. So, I, I, I guess, impressions, was it worth the $7? Uh, I kind of wished it came with a box of 33-year-old life cereal so that I could eat it while I was playing, but <laughs> it's so stale, funny. it's fossilized. Well, listeners, um, if you want to yell at us about the answers that we didn't get right, tell us on Facebook at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. Or if you want to tell us that Cinnamon Life cereal still exists, you can also tell us there. 
Yes. Uh, we're also now on Spotify. Uh, we're on Apple Music. We're on Google Play. And we're on GetYourFunk.com. Oh, yeah. And we have our own website that's better than any of those called GetYourFunk.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes from 1 to 291. Or more if you're listening to this in the past. True. Um, or the future, I guess. <laughs> they're listening to it in 1986. Speaking of time travel, is it, have you ever heard that um, saying that, like, if time travel were ever to exist, it would have always existed, if that makes sense? What? Like, it, like if someone invented time travel at some point in the future, then we would be living in a reality where time travel already exists. Oh, because be- that person would have traveled back to the past and they would have... Basically, yeah. Dissected time travel somehow. I suppose it's only true if backwards time travel is possible, though. Because if it's only forwards, then we still wouldn't. That's what I've read. I've read that that physical theoretical physicists only think that they think that you can time travel, but only forwards. That at least makes sense. I mean, technically, when you're close to a black hole, because time is relative, because Einstein, technically, you're time traveling, because the time relative to you at the event horizon or whatever of a black hole compared to earth is vastly different it's like um that movie interstellar basically so well listeners there's a movie recommendation for you while you eat some life cereal yes oh (laughs) and listen to rock and roll music all right well kyle thank you for your patience with me with this a little adventure and we are done bye we love you (laughs) 